And this is something that I gotta get out actually. This is a story that I need to get out. This is tied to the the uh, walking with one's head high thing as a black male. Um, this also speaks to having confidence within yourself. Um, this also ties to, you know, just being comfortable in one's own, you know, lane and zone, regardless of race. So I guess I've been told by others that I'm someone who walks with my head up and so on. Um, much of this, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that spike there, but in any case, much of this is just, this is just how I walk. Like I walk around, I'm kind of like, I walk fairly briskly. Um, I stay in my own thoughts, so I'm not really like concerned with the external the external world and what the hell's going on around me and so on and so forth and to the point where it's like you know someone could make a snappy comment on me I wouldn't really know unless they're, you know what I mean unless they're being very overt in any case I go to this there was a social gathering a year and a half ago or so where I go to this thing it was like family and other friends there and there was a mixture of black and white people there and, um, which is good right like <laughs> this is good you know what I mean like in and of itself it's like we're in a Canada in 2018 where the races are mixing. Great. But then there's this one older white person there and they were like, I guess they have a experience doing social work down in the US. So they, and I think it was in DC actually. So they have an experience dealing with, um, was it DC? Somewhere in the US now. They have an experience dealing with African-Americans. And then they've lived up here where if you're black in Ottawa, for the most part, it's like a mix, right? You could be Caribbean or African. That's kind of the mix. And so um, the gathering happens. And then, I th and then at one point, someone says to me, one of my family, they say to me, yeah, this woman, she's like, she's like, yeah, this dude me referring to me he walks with his head high i noticed this with the the, the the africans and the caribbean kids versus the african-american kids like the african-american kids they tend to have like a bit of more of a they don't walk with their head up thing and they kind of walk with it well <laughs> I'm, just I'm just reiterating myself here they walk with their heads down sort of or you know there's always this overarching fear of being what you know persecuted and so on but these african kids up here they don't have that okay now there's i think this is this is part of where i think there's some rants several rants ago i was going on about how the difference between the the african and the caribbean experience and versus the african-american experience and how it's a different experience and i don't know maybe it came off a bit maybe it came off a bit divisive i don't know but I think it was just observations, right? So I theoretically know, well, I know and experience what this woman's talking about. And that's A. B, you know, she's a professional. And so she's relaying her own observations as a professional doing this kind of work. And this is B, this, let's call this B-I, you know what I mean? In other conversations that I've had with this person, this is this thing of like being the hero, like 
look at me i'm the hero gonna go help these 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 downtrodden people it's like the missionaries thing right like you go there with the intention of helping you accomplish the goal of helping but there's this underlying sense of like you know you're placing yourself on a hierarchy <laughs> you know what i mean like and I, I don't know it's like i love social workers but i mean at the same time it's kind of like you wonder sometimes with people like this is my own experience working in nonprofits. it's like people are doing this shit just to kind of be the hero the the, the, the captain universe and so on anyway <laughs> so that's bi now See, I remember hearing that and thinking, the f- this is literally the first thought that I, well, one of the first thoughts. It wasn't the very first thought, but in that moment, I thought, okay, okay, let me backtrack. So as my family is telling me this, they're kind of like smiling, like, yeah, you know, they perceive you as somebody walking their head up. And I'm like, okay, I get that, but why the fuck do you care what this person thinks of blacks? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... This is the problem, man. I know this is, sounds a bit almost too, like, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if I ever get an email about this this particular rant. But who the fuck, like, why do you, and then they're adults too, right? So it's like, this is this is tied to the whole, when I went back and you can go back in some rants about, I think this was the whole, this is in the same vein as the African Canadians and the Africans and the Caribbean people. And it's like, when I was talking about the civil servants, in West Africa who felt really good because they were working in the offices close to the whites. Meanwhile, they didn't make that much money. But then the African like farm owners or, you know, fishermen made way more money, but because of their 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 position is quote unquote lowly, they look down they're looking down upon them. No, they're look being looked down upon. It's the same thing, man. It's in the same general part ballpark is like so you an a senior adult mature black person you feel good because a white person is telling you that they think that your your um i don't want to say offspring but that you that, that you have basically yeah your offspring your children your your nephews your nieces your your grandchildren walk with their head high and that makes you feel good about yourself and i mean i you know maybe it wasn't maybe the whole conversation i'm just overanalyzing it but i think you know as soon as i heard that i was like what the fuck why the fuck do you care you know what i mean you think i care i don't and i don't care in the sense of like i'm not looking for the approval right so you know what i mean it's not like i feel like oh i've been patted on the back now good <laughs> fuck anyway this is this is the this is tied to the last thing that i was saying like if you're going to be using the net to outline every single injustice justice you pretty much have to die on that sword meaning you can't be going to get a check or get a check you know because there's there's allies too right there's you know there's allies you can't just write everybody off you know what i mean there's allies but i'm not even saying get a check from them i'm just saying don't go get a check don't be out don't be highlighting that yes you know fucking um i i know i know it's a multi-dimensional multi-faceted thing it's like when people were boycotting boycotting starbucks but then there's like somebody highlights like hey all the all the employees at my local starbucks are black so 
can't you can't just like walk out on them like they got to get paid too it's like we live in a matrix now like segregation is done <laughs> you know what i mean you may want to self-segregate some people out there i don't personally but some people want to self-segregate and it ain't possible and i think in this canadian and u.s north american matrix it's easy to be black up here seeing what's going on in the u.s and then trying to project and apply the same principles or the same level of angst and anger here meanwhile we don't even have the numbers to self-segregate in most cases maybe for somali you can maybe <laughs> you know what i mean maybe if you're jamaican in toronto you can you know what i mean and there's there's stories down there too of like <laughs> how they treat whites i guess <laughs> in some of these neighborhoods and shit in scarborough and so on. anyway but like you gotta be careful of that shit and then you know certain i guess certain ethnic groups can self-segregate more even here in the chinatown slash vietnamese town here it's possible do you want to though like you know what i mean i don't know you know this is kind of in the in the um getting into the new brunswick um experience it's like i was saying that like there were less cliques to break into from an arts standpoint um, and there was ignorance and there was, you know, I remember one day, I remember, I remember, um, I was in the cafe and for anybody that's interested, go on Google maps and type in bridge street cafe just to get a visual sense of like where I was and then do some, if you, if you got time, Google maps around the area on that street and see how small this town was. This is where I lived for six years. So, um, I'm in the Bridge Street Cafe, and then, like, I'm getting a coffee. I'm putting in the sugar or whatever, and up comes this girl, this white girl. She's like, oh, my God, your skin is so beautiful, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, boy. I look. But then she's very close to her is her boyfriend, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? The boyfriend's, like, has this very confused, like, look on his face, and she's just, like, she looked like one of these, like, indie kids, that did acid or mushrooms or some shit like you know what I mean like she looked like she looked like she mushrooms right then and there and she's like rubbing my skin I'm like okay this is bizarre <laughs> you know what I mean like that actually happened and that what year was that 2010 maybe so these things are happening but then overall in that town it's like I don't know you know what I'm not even gonna get into it right now I don't know why I even got into that story but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cap off this part of the rant here I'm now more than halfway through. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Throw this out here. Um, the concept or the theme of when one should theoretically lick their proverbial wounds and then start to seek out different locations um, to relocate to and before we kind of get into it one should also consider the idea of okay sticking something through kind of like this theme of the marriages that um, 
supposedly were you know were held on to for decades and decades in the past versus now where we have these where, you know, where there's more options and so on similar to that or licking the wounds so to speak and keeping it moving and finding somewhere else to relocate to um, is that an act of is, is it is it is it courage or is it cowardice is it courage is it being brave or is it kind of running away now what are some of the traditional and like kind of you know very easy reasons that somebody would relocate uh, your scenario where you are isn't necessarily the greatest for whatever reason whether it's relationship finances lack of diversity entertainment is whack you know all those traditional reasons why people move somewhere or away from somewhere Um, also okay employment opportunities also there's like more kind of like philosophical reasons of just being a restless kind of a soul I guess that's one other one what's another one you can think of hmm adventure right sense of adventure right people all those people that moved west back in the day and it was like the two kind of the two um waves right it's like the original frontier west and then there's like that kind of like you know poet artist going west going to california to try and find their hollywood fame or whatever and then even kind of like up here right going to alberta that was another kind of move people made right going to alberta that's west right so going west (laughs) you know what i mean so there's three waves right there um so then there's the, you know, I guess that's like an arts thing, but it's still tied to employment and opportunity. It's just a general theme of opportunity, right? Um, using it as a frontier kind of a scenario. Um, so there's those reasons. Or maybe, so then what would, what would keep you here? Well, it'd be the, the family, but more specifically, like maybe if you have kids in school, right? Or your parents dying, you know, or needs. I know it's dark, but but then you know, if your parent, if your kids over a certain age, or yeah, I guess if they're out of high school and they themselves move, then all right, you can move. Or your parent is totally well, or your parents, or you don't have much of a family there, right? So you don't have any family, right? There's those people that exist people that are really kind of more well their friends are their family but they don't have a, a, a tighter knit family as such so they can pick up the move or if the work you kind of do is, is freelance in nature you do contract work you can pick up and move you can work from anywhere right so why not work from somewhere where it's cheaper cost of living that's another reason um, and sometimes too it's not even about oh fuck the headphones Sometimes it's not even about going somewhere bigger. Sometimes it's going somewhere like in a similar 
population range. But then sometimes it's about going somewhere smaller too, right? So really there's just those are the three options. Bigger, go somewhere bigger, go somewhere equal size, go somewhere smaller. Um, what's another? Yeah, okay, so where, you'd go somewhere smaller. Why would you go somewhere smaller? Let's say you go work, let's say you go teach in the north or something. You're going to go teach in Nunavut. It's really small. Or you're being a cop out there or whatever. Or whatever. And they're getting paid mad isolation pay. And your your goal is, you know what, I'm gonna go up there, go to the Yukon or whatever, or Northwest Territories, work there for a while. Have money, ball out of control. Well not ball out of control, that's that's irresponsible. But another one actually I was reading about um when I was reading about the like the black experience in New Brunswick, I came across another article that was like, Yeah, man goes to I guess there's been like what, six, seven thousand people that have packed up from Ontario gone to New Brunswick. Um cheaper property, you know. One dude is like this stood out to me. He's like, I can retire at fifty and live basically like a king, or I can work another fifteen, twenty years and, you know, retire. I'd rather, I'd rather retire now, live somewhere smaller for cheaper, and then just kind of live life and enjoy what's left of my life. And you're kind of like, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a smart way of looking at it, right? Um, so then you got to think, okay, so, you know. And for some people, some people, entertainment and arts is the sole reason why you move somewhere. Like all these people that move to, um, I was talking about the Flying Lotus um, anniversary of Los Angeles um, that album being a very pivotal album in electronic music and hip hop music and um, you know, left field sort of sounds um, so the event surrounding a lot of that sound which his crew and he himself has been part of Brain Feeder and there's also like low end theory People moved to Los Angeles, apparently. There was like a stretch of people moving down to LA specifically because of this event. So you find one single event, one single forward-thinking event, and then you then subsequently move. You pack, pack up, relocate. You go to Los Angeles. But there's other, all kinds of events too, right? Like there's many things. I'm sure people are moving to, to Brooklyn to be closer to Afropunk, right? Um, if you're, if you have, and then people, the, what else? Okay, so people moving to Paris back in the day uh, as artists, um, musicians, artists, poets, whatever. That was another move people made, right? So people could move for specific things like arts. Sometimes the arts is in and of itself a reason to be somewhere, right? It's kind of the, it's the idea of you know, like if you have more hedonistic tendencies or whatever. You pack up, you move. People are moving to Oakland right now and living in abandoned buildings. You know what I mean? To pursue arts. Um, what's another one? Detroit. You know, I talk about Detroit. Um, that's another location. People are moving there because it's cheap. It's a rundown city, so people are moving there. Um, and there's just so many different... Oh, yeah, okay. what's another one? So... And this isn't necessarily about moving, but it's definitely like people are at least adventuring down. Like right after Hurricane Katrina, people were going down there trying to find property. I'm sure people moved. I knew somebody actually who drove down there looking for, you know, 
cheap quasi-destroyed property. So there's that. People go into the South because they get more for their money, even though it's the deep South, but still. I had an uncle who did that. Um, you know, and people, you know, this is this is a, you know, great, great migration, you know, coming from the South-North, um, going to wherever the factories are, wherever there's factory work, and so on. So there's just so many. We move, right? We are people who... You know, people cross the bridge, the Beringia Bridge, or whatever it's called. You know what I mean? You know, people are people often. You know, pe- okay. So right now, people in the Middle East, in the middle of conflict, they pack up, they risk whatever to come here. They go on rafts to go to Europe. African migrants going on rafts to get to Europe. Y- y- y'all are probably thinking this is a random like left. Like, why is this guy ranting about moving? But this is what you have to sort of consider. And maybe I'll get into a more philosophical... How much time do I have? 583 bars? Eh, I can save this for a whole nother... I can stretch this out. <laughs> I'll have a whole nother episode about the why I'm ranting about this. But I just want to say, like... Human beings are conditioned to... Well, I'm not a psychologist or an evolutionary biologist or anything like that. I'm just saying... In my own observations of people, people have a tendency to move. And I think we can all agree on that. It's not uncommon for people, you know, because there's the various personality types of the world. Um, some people need the safe, kind of a play it safe scenario where they just stick to one place. They know what their life is going to be like for X number of years till they maybe die. And, you know, and Ottawa is a place where people have moved to specifically because of this so-called promise of the government, stable government job, which is actually something that's being deconstructed right now. But And I don't want to use the term demystified, but it's something that's becoming, it's, it, 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 it's a narrative that's becoming deconstructed. But anyway, that's kind of reasons why people move here. A lot of the population here don't come from here. So people, there you go. People have moved here <laughs> In, in search of something and there's the people that are born here who move elsewhere in search of something because why would you and this is the thing too in a time of a more options right if you're not somebody who's wired to sit there and you know you don't want to be a quote-unquote as they say i know it's a derogatory kind of a term cubicle monkey or a desk jockey i think desk jockey is a little bit less derogatory than quote-unquote cubicle monkey like, okay, here's another place. I'm sure people were moving to London in kind of like 2005, 2006, 2007 because of dubstep. You know, going to go do events. But I'm going to pick this up in the next rant. 23 minutes and 16 second rant. Peace. Peace.